what I tell people is our popcorn is so good, you're going to want to throw it on the floor and roll around naked in it. <laughs> That is the that is the worst slogan or or marketing point for popcorn I've ever heard. That is, I mean, uh, it's, I thought you were going to say our popcorn is so good that when the theater when the movie's over, you're going to want to buy a, one of our jumbo bags to take home. Well, they do that anyway since uh, refills are free. Are you nearing pre-pandemic levels? Are people coming back to theaters because the blockbusters are back? When I settled back into a movie theater seat a number of weeks back to see Black Widow, it felt really good. Were you getting that sense of uh, giddiness from some of the people who were returning? Oh, that's for sure. You know, the Avon has tremendous local support because we've been around for 105 years and uh it's one of the of the greatest theaters in Decatur history, and it's still standing, and it's still operational. And in fact, it's considered the most successful independent theater in downstate Illinois. So it is. Uh, people were very excited to come back, and they, of course, they were getting tired of microwave popcorn too. And we've got <laughs> incredible popcorn. And, you know, believe it or not, they're getting a little burned down the streaming, too. I could see that. I mean, there are so many options now, but uh, it is nice to unplug from the world. Yeah, and settle in for two hours, because when you're sitting on your couch, it's great to be able to watch a blockbuster on opening night from your couch. But you're going to have your phone in your hand. And that's some movies. That, that's a way to watch a movie, but not a brand new film. That we've been waiting for. And never at the Avon. If our girls catch anybody with a cell phone on, uh, they are lucky to get out of the theater alive. <laughs> so, And when you say our girls, you're, you're literally talking about your girls and your family because you're a family-run theater. We're family and uh, uh, close friends. Yeah. I've owned the place for 23 years. And our uh, lobbies, both of our lobbies, are fit, covered with big uh, group photos of our staff we have a we would have a, a group photo taken every year that we won the uh, best of Decatur uh, contest for the best theater, and of course we've won that for 17 years in a row, and we'd have another a new group photo taken, and you can just this is why a lot of our girls who've gone on to to law school and uh, professions and things like that if they come back to town to visit they always come in. And sometimes they'll even jump behind the counter to help because they they tell me it's like going home to grandma and grandpa's house because they go in and there's all these pictures of them, you know, at different ages all over the walls. And it's a, it's a comforting feeling for them. So you, you, you mentioned that, you know, people have kind of grown tired of, uh, you know, the, all of the options on streaming. And there are certainly plenty. But but I, for one, am a movie fan and love the experience of getting in there and shutting the phone off and just shutting out the world for a couple of hours. I saw recently that I guess Warner Brothers, which owns HBO Max, has sort of backed off on its plan to go straight to streaming as well as theater or theatrical releases with some of its movies going forward. Um, it now realizes that there's a benefit that fans want to see movies in theaters. That's got to make you happy as a theater owner. Well, it does because uh, I've got friends at Warner's and I really didn't like hating them. <laughs> but uh, they really were, they made a commitment for one year. And that year is almost up, and and that's uh, the HBO Max thing with day and date is 
only was only going to be for a year. So the, some of the press says they're backing off on it and everything else. Well, that's really baloney because they were only going to do it for a year. And the guy that originally put that deal together got fired. Oh, is that right? You know, it's a tremendous catastrophe for for Warner Brothers, and they are, uh, their stockholders are going crazy and everything else. And this was, it was really wrongheaded. <clears throat> now Disney, uh, here's another one that, and it's easy to hate Disney, let me tell you. Uh, but it's uh, at least some of theirs go on at a premium price. Like, do you want to see uh, something like Cruella? Do you want to stay home and pay $30 to see it for a couple of days? Or do you want to go out to the theater and see it? You know, so some of those uh, of the Disney things at least have got the high ticket price when they're available day and date. Uh, one of the one of the best studios is the Universal, who also have Focus. They don't let anything uh, go out for uh, a few weeks, and then when it does go out, it's it's only at this uh, high price for uh, a rental. What about I I saw an interview uh, where the folks behind the Bond movies, I guess it's controlled by the Broccoli family. Do I the have Broccoli? Yeah. yeah, and they said no, no, we we will never. He, that is a theatrical release product, James Bond. Not just the one that's coming out, the, the one with Daniel Craig that's his final one, but all going forward, we're never going to do the simultaneous streaming theatrical release thing. Well, that's the, the, the Broccoli's know where their bread is buttered, so that's a, that's a good example for them to set. Just the industry as a whole, as you're talking to other theater owners, do you feel like um, you're getting over the hump of this double release streaming and movie and theatrical release and now things are going to be back to normal it does feel like that the studios know that the exhibitors have been given a real hard time about all this you know i used to say that the movie business is one of the only businesses i know that eats its young because the studios have always treated the exhibitors terrible one of the prime examples was this whole conversion to digital projection who actually benefited from that? Not us, not the theaters. It was the studios because they didn't have to ship out these big, heavy reels of film anymore. You know, and it was easier to control the payables and the receivables because if your bill is, is not up to date with them, they just they send the drive, but they won't send you the key. And the drive is no good without the key to open it. So it's, uh, it was very expensive. We loved film. In fact, our 35-millimeter projectors are all still up in the booth because we cannot get rid of them. We, they're sentimental to us, and so they stay up there. And But, of course, they are covered with dust and cobwebs, and we really don't like the digital stuff. It's, it's not reliable, and it's too expensive, and there's not enough people that know how, how to repair them around this area. Now, our 35s, our in-house tech could fix one of those with chewing gum and, and a bobby pin. So since you brought it up, how, how on a typical movie, how are you getting the actual film? What, how does it arrive at the Avon? It comes on a hard drive in a little box, which uh, it probably costs them maybe $1.50 to duplicate. 
as opposed to fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars to make a thirty-five millimeter print. So you get a hard drive, and obviously that is very well protected, and you have to probably send it back by a certain date, or otherwise you're going to be fined or you know something, right? Because that is that's like gold. You know, if a hard drive were to be released out into the wild, somebody could duplicate it and have copies of a blockbuster movie. Yeah, well, good luck because even though we've got those, some of fantastic hackers, just ask them out there. Uh, they haven't been able to hack these things. These things are are uh, bulletproof, and you cannot unlock them unless you have the key that is emailed to you when after they check to make sure that you don't owe them money or something like that, you know. Okay, so when you say key, it's not a physical key. It's like a software type key that you have to you enter in a string of digits, and that unlocks the film. And it probably unlocks the film. Do you have to refresh that key like every weekend because your movies are showing Friday through Sunday? Do you have to? Ref- well, it's a, on some studios. It's every week. On others, it's every two weeks. <clears throat> some of the art films, and we don't play that many of those anymore, but they used to be our bread and butter. Come in unencrypted. So they don't need a key. But that's that's very rare. Uh, you brought up earlier that uh, you have some of the best popcorn around, and I have no doubt. I've never been to the Avon. I'm over here in Champaign. And, of course, we had the art theater here, and I always looked forward to its popcorn until it closed. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, ours is, ours is better. Okay. <laughs> I'll put ours up against anybody on this planet. Well, then I'm coming. I'm going to come see something over there soon. You're not that far from me, so. We know the secret about how to make good movie theater popcorn. Oh, well, and I'm not even, I'm not even going to make the rookie mistake of saying, uh, can you share a little bit of that secret? Because I know you're not going to, and that would be a rookie question. Plus, we use the real clarified butter, too. Oh my gosh! Do you ever have people on the weekend? There, uh, they, you know, what? I don't have time to see a movie today, Skip. I just came for the popcorn. Happens constantly. It's uh, there's a steady stream all weekend long. We hear that movie theaters uh, don't make a lot of money on the theater ticket itself. Sixty-five cents of every dollar goes back to the studios. That's why if you're not buying popcorn or hot dogs or pretzel bites or nachos or something like that, you are not supporting us. You know, I'd make the movies free just to sell the popcorn. You're keeping 35% of each ticket sold, in other words. Right. Uh, your your ticket prices are very reasonable. I saw, you know, for a prime, you know, showing at 7 p.m. of a blockbuster movie, you're charging $8, which is actually, I think, cheap cheaper than some of the big guys, probably, and especially in the bigger cities. It is. We're very aware of what the competition charges, and we always stay below them. But for the, a year... Uh, during the pandemic, we were at all shows five dollars. And you decide, so you decide the theaters get to decide the movie ticket price. <laughs> Not really. We were able to get away with all shows five dollars for about a year, until finally we uh, got some calls from the studios saying, "Okay, time to go back to regular prices." Right. So, you know, they can't price fix. That's illegal. But they can they have sneaky ways of getting around it by setting a certain minimum you can charge. Yeah. So if you go to the Avon Theater or any other movie theater, especially the independents, uh, be sure to to load up on the on the refreshments and snacks, because that really does help you guys. Well, and we give great value. We give great quality and the prices are reasonable. And, you know, our popcorn with locally grown corn 
and it popped an ADM sunflower oil, not that coconut oil like these other people <laughs> use, which is a very, very unhealthy oil. And then top with that clarified butter, God himself eats that, I'm sure. Are there one or two movies that that really got the people to come back to the Avon Theater and to the industry as a whole? Well, with us, some things, it's funny because some of the things that do not do well at other theaters uh, do well for us and vice versa. That uh, the Aretha Franklin movie, uh, Respect, uh, since I have... You know, we all belong to this database, so we can see each other's ticket sales. I happen to know that we were among uh, one of the top theaters in the state with uh, respect, that uh, everybody else was just kind of just piddly on it, but not us. You know, I mean, it wasn't a barn burner, but it was certainly better than they were doing by a wide margin. It's just... It's the kind of movie you want to see at the Avon. You don't want to see Blood and Guts and, and Freddy and Jason and these, you know. We hate it when we play, have to play those kind of movies. And we only have to play them if we're stuck and there's nothing else to play. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but you just described Blood and Guts and Freddy and Jason. That sounds like the next title that Hollywood would want to make. <laughs> I think they already just, did. <laughs> just blend it all together. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's interesting. I didn't know you brought up the fact that you can see a database that shows ticket sales at other theaters around the state and around the country. Yeah. Um, but that, that I guess that's good because if, I don't know, how do you use that database? Good to see how they're doing and to see how we're doing against them. You know, I'm, I'm relentless. Uh, the, I check this thing every day and against our figures. And since we're not open during the week, then, of course, I don't care what they're doing during the week, although I do want to see it to make sure that we're not leaving money on the table. So far, I haven't, I have not had a problem with it. But they can see ours, too, which is, you know, kind of funny because uh, sometimes when we uh, completely eat AMC's lunch, I'm sure that when they have their Monday morning regional meetings, that there's people to get to start yelling about that that this little mon pa theater that just happens to be a rare creature that can actually show first run, which is very rare that you have a mon pa downtown theater that can show first run in a competitive market. And the reason why is something we found out by accident. But anyway, uh, I'm sure that they really have to, that really is a lot of crow to have to eat. When they see how how we on on a screen for screen basis, and I'm not saying all the time, but on ones that uh, really matter to us, how we just completely beat them to death with lower ticket prices and everything. So, what does that mean? What does that mean when we are are showing higher ticket sales but with lower prices? It means our customer count is higher, and more people is more concession sales. I keep hearing other podcast interviews with people in Hollywood. How do we get people back to theaters? You know, it's going to be, you're going to have fewer screens, fewer buildings, fewer screens. What's it going to take? And people want the experience. You already have, you had the experience before the pandemic. You have the experience now. So the thing that they want, you have, they are not going to be able to duplicate it unless they decide we're going to start you know, buying smaller properties and doing four screens max or something like that. And then we bring in a chef to match the quality of the popcorn and the refreshments. And they'd never do that because they uh, they need uh, th that fat profit. 
and I realized that our more expensive ingredients we use for corn cut into the profit margin, but come on, popcorn is, is very profitable anyway, so why worry about a few percentage points? You know, something that I learned a long time ago, <clears throat> because I've, I've been in uh, the video business uh, before I was in the theater business, and I was in the record business before that, and that when you're in a competitive situation, in fact, I used to I used to give speeches to um, uh, college business classes about this, and I would say, I'm going to save you four years of business college right now by saying one sentence, that when you're in a competitive business, the secret is identify what the public doesn't like about your competition, and then don't do that. That's perfect. I just saved you four years of business school. So you, you've you owned the Avon since 1999. Do I have the year right? That's correct. Was it showing movies before, and what made you decide to buy it? It had been uh, one of the top theaters in Decatur for decades. And then when they started opening up the multiplexes out at the mall and everything else, it 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 was closed for several years. And I was doing, because Decatur's very lucky, we've got our two greatest old theaters still standing. And uh, both of them, one of one of them will soon be operational again for performing arts. And that's the Lincoln Theater. And they're friends of mine that are putting it together. And it's, uh, it's set dormant for a long time, but they're going to get it going. And uh, the thing is, is that we've got both of our theaters, our classic old theaters, and they're both were built in 1916. And they are still vital to this community. Now, some of the other uh, neighboring towns, and of course, I know how people love to put down Decatur. I hear these Champaign and Springfield and Bloomington people making Decatur the butt of the jokes and everything. <laughs> the thing is, though, is we've got our two greatest theaters still standing, and all of you guys tore them all down years ago. The Springfield had some some fabulous downtown theaters, just fabulous. And they tore them down in the 70s. And man, are they sorry they did now. Well, our local park district does operate uh, a wonderful old theater that has stage productions. Yes, they do. So what, what again, why, uh, we didn't get back to, we didn't get this one answered, but 1999, what made you decide to buy a movie theater? I had been doing uh, some benefit shows at the Lincoln. And uh, in the mid-90s, some big rock and roll uh, things to raise money for the Lincoln, and I got the bug. And I would drive past the old closed-down Avon, which I used to go to when I was a kid. And I'd see it just all dark and covered with cobwebs and just looking so forlorn. And I would think, I can do something with this. I can do something with this. And it took me about four years to convince the property owner to give us a shot. And it was funny because the property owner, who is now deceased, this was, you know, 1999, he said, uh, he was real nice about it. He said, look, I know you don't know what you're doing. I'm going to, which we, I didn't, and I still don't really. <laughs> and, and he said, I'm going to give you a six-month lease. And if you want out of it early, I'll let you out of it. No problem. And now, uh, almost 23 years later. What uh, what was the first movie you showed? It was uh, the movie Elizabeth, which uh, was with Kate Blanchett. 
which, you know, we, we were, of course, were watching the competition, which was then GKC. And we noticed that they hadn't played this multi-Oscar uh, nominated movie. And so I grabbed it for our opening uh, show, and it was invitation only. Uh, we had champagne and hors d'oeuvres that were catered in. And that was our very now our first regular movie that we showed for uh, for admission and for the general public was the uh, Billy Bob Thornton Tom uh, Paxton film A Simple Plan. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, real good. Because what what was going on is GKC was passing on a lot of this stuff, a lot of great movies they were passing on because they were the only game in town, and so they figured they could do this. And then here comes us making a, a, a killing with these movies they were passing on. One of our biggest early hits was The Red Violin, which, you know, to people to this day still don't, don't even know what that movie is. And it's a marvelous, magnificent movie. And we played it and uh, packed the place. And people were saying, so that's what they're doing here. That's what they're going to do at the Avon. And it it worked. The summer of 2002, there we were still only open on weekends for the art films, art and indie films. And I had had my eye on a movie that was getting kind of middling reviews, kind of two-star so-so reviews. And so I told our booking agent, I want to give, give this one a try. And uh, he said, well, it's not getting very good reviews. Are you sure? And I said, yeah, let's just put it in for a weekend and see what it does. That was the summer of 2002, and the movie was My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And it exploded the weekend we opened it. We had lines around the block for 13 weeks, made $100,000 on it, and people still talk about My Big Fat Greek Wedding at the Avon. There wasn't a single show that we had that was under 75 people. Most of the shows were in the two and 300. And, of course, the, the main theater seats 700, so... You know, it was it was a wonderful, wonderful time. What uh, what movie that's coming down the pike over the next few months? And there are some blockbusters coming, but maybe it's not a blockbuster. What movie are you looking forward to seeing in your own theater there at the Avon? I want to see the new James Bond. It's you know, when you think about this movie has been sitting on a shelf someplace collecting dust for almost two years and it's probably going to be the biggest movie of the year. And it's so frustrating because we, we've seen at least five different date changes because of the Starn pandemic. And hopefully they're going to stick with October 8th. I am looking forward to seeing that one in theaters as well. Most of the movies that have come out, uh, I've, I've been like, eh, you know, I, I don't have to see it in a theater. I did go see Black Widow because it had been a while for a Marvel movie. I'm a Marvel fan. When the Marvel logo and the theme came on, it was the first time I'd seen a theater, a theatrical release movie in well over a year. And I did get, I got, I got tingly. So I'm looking forward to, like you, James Bond. I bet that was exciting for a Marvel fan. Yeah. Well, Skip, we don't have an Avon theater here in Champaign or anything like it anymore. Nope. No more. I just did, I just did a Google Maps and it's 51 minutes to get from Champagne to the front door of the Avon Theater. That sounds about right. I think you ought to do it. What I tell people is our popcorn is so good, you're going to want to throw it on the floor and roll around naked in it. <laughs> 
That is the that is the worst slogan or or marketing point for popcorn I've ever heard. That is, I mean, uh, it's, I thought you were going to say our popcorn is so good that when the theater when the movie's over, you're going to want to buy a, one of our jumbo bags to take home. <laughs> well, they do that anyway, since uh, refills are free. All right, Avon Theater, Skip Houston, owner since 1999. Uh, it's a beautiful theater that's been around since 1916. Uh, go to their website, uh, Google it. Decatur Avon Theater, and you can find your movie times. And of course, they've got the uh, the Facebook page. Skip, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate this too. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. All right, Illinois friends, who else wants to pick up some Avon Theater popcorn on their next trip through Decatur? So let's connect. My email is steve at holstein.co. There's also a Holstein and Company Facebook page where you can comment on episode posts. I'll have a link in the show notes for that. If you'd like to check out older episodes, you can find them in your podcast app and at holstein.co. And the next time you're talking about favorite podcasts with friends and neighbors, I hope you'll tell them to find Holstein and Company. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and I will see you around town.